pursuing God-honoring responsible stewardship in governance, financial accountability, and fundraising. Welcome to the Excellence in Ministry podcast from ECFA. Welcome to another Excellence in Ministry podcast. I'm your host, Dan Busby. It's a privilege to have with me today the president and CEO of East West Ministries, Kurt Nelson, and Rick Creel, the vice president of financial services. Um, Kurt, uh, maybe uh, both you and Rick, tell us how long you've you've served with with East West Ministries, and uh, and Kurt, maybe just give a, a little little overview about East West Ministries. Sounds great, Dan. It's an honor to be uh, with you today. I have uh, served in full time missions ministry for twenty eight years, uh, twenty three of those with East West, and have had the privilege of succeeding a founder, John Mazel, uh, as president and CEO for the past nine years. East West Ministries uh, exist first and foremost to glorify God through the work we do, and that is a focus on multiplying followers of Jesus, uh, aka disciples, uh, in the spiritually darkest areas of the world that we live in today. Okay. And and Rick, maybe uh, share a little bit about your background and how long you've been with East West. Yes, sir. I've been with East West right at two years and uh, just uh, blessed to be here. Been in business and ministry for right at 32 years and uh, just uh, love uh, being able to serve the Lord uh, here at East West. Have mostly financial roles in my past, but also served in C-suite uh, um, positions uh, in various industries uh, around the United States. Well, that's great. Well, it's a privilege to have both of you on this podcast. And as first question, I'll just uh, throw it out uh, to the two of you and uh, and let you uh, cover it as, as you wish. Uh, but the first question is, how do you support each other in your respective roles as president, CEO, vice president of financial services? What uh, What would you say to that? Dan, this is Kurt. Uh, the first thing I would say is that every CEO, uh, CFO relationship is going to be as unique as the two personalities uh, that are involved in those relationships. Um, but Rick and I have sought to, um, uh, before the Lord, as we serve the ministry and serve the Lord, uh, really to have a servant mentality toward one another in our respective roles. Um, I, the ministry will be successful as Rick is successful in his role. Um, so we look at the differences in our personalities and our traits and hope that we can complement each other. Um, I would say we're different, but uh, in personality and trait, but we share our commitment to operating excellence, uh, personal core values, uh, the core values of East West and our commitment to love and serve the Lord. Uh, Rick, um, is going to uh, just uh, jump in right here. Yeah, and I would agree with everything Kurt has said. And we're just, uh, again, blessed to uh, work from a servant leadership uh, perspective. And and I think one of the things that would be good to hear is I'll share a little bit about uh, uh, Kurt's traits uh, and the things that I've uh, been blessed to pick up on and work with with Kurt. Kurt is definitely a visionary uh, person, very driven and 
coordinator, uh, as we both emphasize servant leader. Uh, one of the things also with Kurt that I think is it makes a huge difference with East West is he's got an entrepreneurial objective, uh, you know, spirit. And uh, so when we're working for things for the kingdom, uh, we don't have to uh, uh, compromise in, in the excellence and as far as entrepreneurial ideas, being financially and legally astute, um, you know, really so, so important. Another trait I think is so important that, that Kurt has, he's, he's an empowerer. Uh, he, he definitely uh, delegates and understands, but more than just delegation, he empowers uh, myself and others in the organization to really get the job done uh, uh, for the kingdom. And uh, lastly, I would say uh, really key things with Kurt is uh, he's the keeper of the vision. He's the keeper of the talent and culture and the treasure here at East West. Wow. Well, that, that, that's great. Uh, you know, Rick said some great things about you there, there, Kurt, and in, in terms of being a visionary and, uh, and the keeper of the culture. Well, let's move on and uh, go ahead, Kurt. Well, yeah, it, it, this may sound like a mutual admiration society, <laughs> which, which it's uh, not, but we, Rick has unique traits, which also allow me the confidence to delegate and empower him. Uh, we know, we all know that the term micromanagement uh, kind of has a bad rap. Uh, there is a time and a place for micromanagement, and that's when a person to whom responsibilities have been delegated and to whom empowerment has been given um, are not doing the job that they were required to do. And so it's my privilege because Rick is committed to excellent stewardship of God's resources because he views as his responsibility, uh, I, I like the word paraclete, which is a, one of the words we describe the Holy Spirit, somebody who comes alongside to help. And so Rick sees his role as, as helping the operational excellence of East West and coming alongside me as the CEO and helping me in my interaction with the finance committee and the board. Uh, he has a high level of drive. Uh, he also is a good communicator, servant leader. Uh, because of his 32 years of, of business experience, uh, strong financial, legal, and regulatory expertise, which are uh, very critical to the position he's in, financial and legal integrity. And then he has his own extensive uh, resource network when we need to go outside east-west for financial and legal resources. So uh, those uh, unique attributes of Rick make it very uh, easy and pleasurable to delegate and empower. Well, that, that is, that is so good. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about the professional relationship uh, between the two of you and, and how you've, you've grown that professional relationship. And so, uh, you know, Kurt, you were the president and CEO and Rick uh, came on staff two years ago. And so at the beginning of when Rick came on staff, you had, you had a certain relationship uh, at the beginning, and perhaps uh, that uh, you know that changed uh, as you reached the six month and year point, and then the two year point. Um, but how would you, uh, Kurt? How would you uh, describe um, how your expectations uh, of, of Rick have, have changed over over that two years, and and uh, how uh, how you've helped grow your professional relationship with Rick? Well, there's actually a funny story about 
uh, how it got started. I was on sabbatical mm-hmm. in 2017 when Rick was hired. And Rick, actually, one unique thing about our relationship is that he reports to our executive vice president of operations, uh, not directly to me. So Rick is managed by uh, an EVP of support operations. Uh, and then Rick and I have what I would call a very strong dotted line relationship uh, working together. But I don't manage Rick day to day. So the funny story is that I was on sabbatical and uh, the person who was then EVP of operations at the time uh, <laughs> called me on sabbatical and said, hey, I've got a guy. I'm ready to make an offer. Um, I just wanted to, to see if you wanted to wait until you got back off sabbatical to interview him um, or if you trust me to, to pull the trigger. And I said, well, I trust you to pull the trigger. So Rick was hired without me even meeting him. Uh, and uh, but I started off uh, with, I'd say, a faith-based relationship and trusting <laughs> other employees who hired Rick. Uh, but it certainly has proved uh, to be everything that those who were in the uh, position to hire him uh, has, uh, the expectations they created for that. So so you're not taking any credit um, for, for getting him hired, but you're probably now more taking credit that it was a good decision. It was a phenomenal decision. And uh, and any any skepticism I may have had was eliminated immediately upon meeting Rick. And, and mm. just, again, seeing those uh, personality and character traits uh, played out in the first, as you said, Dan, in the mm. first six to 12 months that Rick was here. So uh, maybe, Kurt, how would you say – that professional relationship, even though it's a dotted line, um, how has that grown in the last two years? And and uh, Rick, how would how would you say that that has grown in the in the last two years? Um, I would say it's grown simply by seeing Rick be deferential in terms of uh, trying to understand what it is that I need, what it is that I need to be ready for a finance committee meeting, uh, what I what it is I need to be ready for a board meeting to be fully informed. Um, Rick uh, looks over the horizon and uh, helps keep me and, and uh, his direct report aware of uh, trends, uh, both outside the ministry and inside the ministry. So uh, if anybody's read the book, The Speed of Trust, there are trust dividends and trust taxes. And I would say that Rick uh, has contributed significant early trust dividends uh, that have only enhanced the trust in our relationship and therefore the speed at which we are mm-hmm. to accomplish the work we've been given together. Well, that that's great. And so, Rick, how would how would you evaluate the um, the growth in the professional relationship? So, I'm very pleased with my professional relationship with Kurt. It's grown uh, by leaps and bounds. You know, it, Kurt is like I said, mentioned earlier, he's such an empower. And so, as I as Kurt and I met face to face, we had an immediate connection. Um, you know, really, you know, a couple of things that I would say I picked up in our first meeting is. Again, we're given permission to play, and he's made that part of all of our East-West culture, and uh, he understands that I get one of the things that uh, a philosophy that I try uh, to live by and that I've, Kurt and I've talked about before is that we're the stewards of everything and the owners of nothing. Um, that everything we have and, uh, you know, not only the finances of East West that God's entrusted, but also our relationships and my relationship with Kurt, again, we both have to be good stewards of that. And so we really tried and worked hard and to really accentuate that in our relationship and, and really God's blessed that. And I think things I would share with you is a little story uh, after we 
had some of our initial meetings and started going through a couple of our board meetings. Uh, Kurt, uh, one day I was sitting in my office and uh, my office is down toward the end of the hall and uh, he, he had to take a walk down there. And so he purposely came and he said, hey, Rick, he didn't come in and sit down. He said, hey, Rick, can you come with me? Uh, want to talk to you a minute. And so we, you know, when anytime you're a little bit new and uh, the CEO comes and says, hey, let's let's walk down the hall to my <laughs> office, it kind of gets your attention. Right. And, but one of the great things about it, we walked into his office and we stood there man to man and he, he looked at me and I said, man, I'm so blessed to have you here. He shook my hand. And one of the things he immediately said, he said, I want to make one thing really clear and that is that you need to know that I will never, ever put pressure on you towards any desired result uh, try to influence anything. Uh, he said, I'm, you're here. God's brought you here for a reason, and you're going to help us be the best stewards possible. And that's how it really took our relationship to the next level after that stand-up meeting in his office. So that gives you a little picture into uh, how things kicked off, and that has only grown uh, since that time. Well, that, that is great. And, uh, and Kurt, Rick just, uh, gave you one of the highest compliments that, uh, that he could have given you when, uh, when he reiterated that conversation about giving, giving him the freedom, uh, to do his job, uh, in, in the financial services area. Well, let's, uh, let's move on, uh, and talk about one, one more thing before we wrap up our, our podcast today. So uh, maybe I'll ask you this, uh, question first, Rick, um, in terms of, uh, financial reports that, that you prepare for the board. Um, uh, you know, we, we can run the full range of, of reporting from dashboard reportings to, we don't have telephone books anymore. It doesn't seem like, but, but I've seen some, uh, some financial reports that look like the old fashioned telephone book, but, uh, but how do you, how do you decide on uh, the the type uh, and level of, of financial reporting uh, that the board uh, is going to receive, and and how do you work together with uh, with Kurt to pull that off effectively? Yes, Dan, you're you're right. It's it's a it's a fine tuning element that uh, we are constantly working on, and uh, and I think we're, we're we've gotten better every quarter. We have quarterly meetings uh, at East West with our board, uh, and uh, I'll just do a quick listing of some of the things we cover in every meeting. We make sure that we cover our monitoring reports, uh, what we call our ends policies of course, our quarterly financial reports, but those things are done in a succinct and very high level. Um, the One of the things I love about the way our, our system works is that we've set it up to where we have some planning meetings internally with Kurt. Uh, we sit down with other key executive team leaders and we get a plan in place early on before that quarterly meeting. Uh, and then we're listening again to our finance committee chair. We're listening to the chairman of the board and what they're looking for. And from that, we produce some high level quarterly financial reports. Obviously, our cash projections, including net unrestricted cash tracking um, and uh, Kurt's report. We work on some talking points and do a lot of research uh, for Kurt, uh, making sure he's got all the tools he needs as far as economic changes uh, that could affect East West, both nationally and internationally. Uh, but inside the board meeting with that backdrop, uh, we are able to, to create reports that are succinct and to the point and then allow them to dig further uh, as they see uh, necessary. 
Well, that, that's a great, great overview. Uh, Kurt, uh, is there something you'd like to add to that uh, of how you work together with Rick on these these reports? Well, w one of the things that is um, probably true of most of us, if not all of us, is I don't like surprises, and uh, <laughs> right. and and so being prepared, being a, a, not just adequately prepared but well prepared, um, makes any CEO feel a lot more comfortable and confident walking into a board meeting or a finance committee meeting. And, and Rick does make sure that I'm thoroughly prepared and thoroughly briefed. We, we literally go over everything we're going to present to the finance committee in advance of having the finance committee meeting. So we kind of do a dry run dress rehearsal, which is an excellent, and that's all at Rick's initiative. Um, so uh, I would say, you know, that that preparation, again, which reflects a real servant attitude on the uh, part of a CFO, uh, as well as making sure there are no surprises or aha moments uh, for a CEO in front of a finance committee or a board. Uh, Rick does a great job of that. Wow. Well, two of the things that, that you said, I think, are are so key. No surprises. Um, so you and you and Rick work on a, a base. No surprises. Uh, Kurt from serving on our board, you know that I work on a principle of no surprises with the board. And so so the no surprise concept uh, works up and down the line in the organizational chart. And then the other thing you said, uh, which uh, is a great idea, which I don't often see uh, happen, and that's to do a dry run on the on the report presentation so uh, so kudos to both of you for, uh, for for pulling that off so well um well thank well, you thank you Dan. you gave me one other idea um my talking points uh, so the the finance committee chair in a typical finance committee meeting we open in prayer and then the our chairman actually turns to me for some opening remarks and uh, in those opening remarks i'm going to preview what we're going to cover in that finance committee meeting. So that's going to address revenue. It's going to address expenses. Uh, it's going to address any sort of unique developments. Maybe we sold a, a key asset uh, or had a, a major uh, gift that was a complex gift or something like that. Uh, but also looking at trends for us internally and trends externally. So I pull my entire executive leadership team together and, uh, and prepare those talking points. So I'm really representing uh, our field ministry, our support operations, our development efforts, all three of those. And Rick has access and insight into all three of those. Basically our, our ministry, our operations and our fundraising. Um, one example would be recently, and thanks to ECFA, I was apprised of the really great good news of the recent resolution in the uh, minister's housing allowance uh, case. And uh, so with us having uh, over 60 missionaries who take advantage of the ministerial housing allowance, I was able to share that uh, with the FinCom and with the board as a as a praise. Um, so I like uh, not only being prepared financially, but being prepared on a on a larger scale uh, because uh, because a finance committee and a and a board uh, should be interested in more than just the numbers, and yes. uh, they should be interested in the, in the trends uh, and uh, the legal trends as well as as other financial and giving trends, et cetera. So we really value, and this is this is not a paid plug, but we really value how ECFA keeps us informed of these trends, um, you know, often before our board is even aware of these trends. 
Wow. Well, thank you and uh, appreciate appreciate those thoughts. Today, we've been speaking with Kurt Nelson, president and CEO of East West Ministries, and Rick Creel, vice president of financial services. And and Kurt and Rick, it's it's been so great to have you on today. Thank you. And, and thank you to our listeners. Uh, if you like what you hear, we'd love and greatly appreciate you rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a blessed day and don't miss the next excellence in ministry podcast.